When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Massive thank you to everyone who attended the workshop with us this past week. It was an amazing event. If for some reason you're late to hearing about it and you didn't get a chance to watch, make sure you head over to www.tier1trading.com. Sign up for the event. We will shoot you the recordings of the entire workshop. That way you can check it out. So despite what you think, most traders don't fail because they lack the skill to read a price charter or don't have a magic strategy. They fail because of psychological mistakes or emotional based mistakes. In today's episode, we're going to talk about some tactics that you can use to limit those mistakes and really cut them off before they ever occur. Also, I'm going to tell you about a new business idea that I have that is somewhat controversial. I'll let you be the judge of that. Chris says, I broke a rule for the first time since going live, feeling disappointed. What rule did you break? We, you, just had, you just followed a rule the other day on that Gartley, and it, it gave you a valuable lesson. What, what rule did you break? All right, guys, get your stones ready. I don't know if you guys saw Game of Thrones. Remember when uh, I forgot the, the girl's name, the, the queen, and they, they walked her through naked through the town and, and shamed her? Um, get your stones and your tomatoes re ready. Shame. Shame, 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 stones and tomatoes thrown. I was in a cipher, pound yen, or Swiss yen. Hit entry, ran up to two pips under target. And you took it. You got scared and you took it. Then I move stops to break even, okay. Is that part of the plan, moving stops to break even? Trade management, not in my rules. Ooh. And then let me guess, did price come down to break even, hit stops? Yep. All right. So here's the question, and this is what matters. We know we know the error, and I think I know the en the, the the entry. Then I re-entered. Oh no, this is getting worse. Okay. Well, first and foremost, why why did you move stops to break even? And this is this is stuff that should be written down in your notes as well when when you go through your you're back testing. Great conversation on back testing this morning in the chat. Chat's been kind of dry lately, at least during my times. I don't know if it was the, the time difference or whatnot. Uh, we had a really good conversation this morning. But why did you move stops to break even? All right, fear. So a key, a, a key and this is something that I learned from Denise Scholl, um, who is, again, one of my favorite authors um, on trading psychology. I, I put her up there with Mark Douglas and, and Brad Steenbarger. Um, what I like, what, what I learned personally from Denise Shaw is that it's it, it's kind of like coaching, right? It's it's not the what, but the why behind the what is that we have to figure out. Like we all know what mistakes we're making, right? When I coach athletes, it, it, it's I, I, I we all know what they have to do. It, it's more about all right. Well, what caused me to do this? So whenever you're taking notes on your emotions or on your mistakes, don't just write down your mistake. I mean, write down your mistake, move stops, blah 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 blah. But try to figure out why, right? Because if we can figure out why, now we know what we really have to attack. So fear. So when you write this down in your notes, right? What was the mistake? Have a column. What was mistake? Move stops to break even. Why did I make that mistake? Fear. 
right? Fear of losing money, right? So then you re-entered, okay? Um, is re-entry a part of the plan? I'm gonna, I'm assume no. I'm, I'm assume this is part of the the rabbit hole that happened after the initial mistake. But I, I was re-entry part of the plan? No. And re-entry, oh, you already answered it. Re-entry is because of greed, right? You realize your mistake and now you feel like you've left money on the table and you want to make it back. So greed, revenge. All right. So now we know that the two things we need to attack or we need to approach. We need to handle fear in the market. We need to handle greed. All right. So what what is one way uh, real quick? I'll finish reading what Chris says. Um, I have no confidence in the trade now because I feel like the move has been made. But if I didn't break my rules, I would still be in the trade. So a little bit of it is also not just greed, but kind of kind of making up for the mistake, realizing that you made a mistake, which is which is good. You realize you made a mistake, realizing that you made a mistake. And now it's like, crap, I got to I got to make things right. So you enter back in the trade to kind of redo it. And yeah, I mean, I, I would, and now I have rules, close enough rules. So again, if, if we come two pips before targets, for me, the move has been made. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be interested in re-entering. I would say this though, if, if you don't have a rule that says close enough, so if there's no rules for moving stops to break even, if there's no rules for taking targets, I don't necessarily think the re-entry is a bad idea. Um, maybe in this specific situation, because the re-entry is, is simply emotional based or more emotional based than like, say, you know, you just didn't see the trade. It happened while you're asleep. Um, but it, it, that part is not as bad as it may seem, but let's, let's talk about this fear thing, right? Cause fear is big. So what is something we can do to avoid this fear? What is something we can do when we're in a trade? Um, you're seeing the pound dollar in front of you. Market is, is moving and booming up to your targets. It's two pips away. And we're faced with two psychological decisions. One is greed. Let's, uh, or no, they're, they're both fear, I should say. One is fear of, of missing out on targets, which can cause us to exit the trade immediately. One is fear of giving anything back or losing money. Um, so we move stops up. What is something we can do? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you, Chris. Chris said, I got to start driving, um, but I'm listening. Um, Stuart says, yeah. So close the chart. So we need to identify, as, and, and this is why it's important to identify the underlying emotion, not just the mistake. We need to be able to self-identify when we are feeling a certain type of way. Um, and that sounds, it, it, it could sound hard, um, but it's actually not that, it's actually pretty normal. The human body does a really good job at identifying our feelings. We are emotional creatures, right? Think about in different situations. Have you ever walked down a, you ever walked down a, a street and you see this dark alley? I don't know why I use all these dark alley references. I'm too much of Batman, but um, never walked down the street. You see this dark alley and you're like, hey, that's a, you know, that's a shortcut to go where I want to go. And you get that little spidey sense where you're like, ah, probably not the right idea. Or you guys ever make a different type of decision aside from walking down dark alleys and you kind of second guess yourself? You're like, I probably sh I could, but I shouldn't, right? We always use the the running through yellow light reference, right? When, in, in, when we talk about risk and reward and we're like, I could step on the gas and you know, plow through it, but maybe I shouldn't, right? 
we are we're we're good at identifying our emotions, right? We are we are really good at it. Um, we're sometimes not so good at acting off of them, um, but what you need to do is as soon as you feel that emotion, and we all feel it, we all feel it. As soon as you feel that emotion where the heart's bumping, right? Just the palms are shaking a little bit, right? That is when you need to take immediate action. And the best type of immediate action you can do is some type of pattern interrupt, right? A pattern interrupt is like a slap in the face. So imagine like you're at the chart, you're watching it, you're looking at your chart and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting scared. I might not make it and boom, I just punch you in the face, right? Immediately, you're not thinking about the chart. You're thinking about one, I got punched in the face. Two, who punched me in the face? Three, what am I gonna do after getting punched in the face, right? But your attention is diverted from the original thing, right? So plug in that pattern interrupt. Stuart mentioned this, a good idea. Close down the chart, right? Akil, why are your examples always so violent, mugged in the dark alley, punched in the face? I don't know. I've got mom issues, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> but find that pattern interrupt, right? Close down the charts. Do a set of push-ups. I, I used to do this. Um, this was one of my biggest things. It wasn't necessarily after, it wasn't during a trade, um, although in hindsight, this is a good technique, but after winning and losing trades, I would feel myself getting emotional, right? So after a losing trade, I would want revenge, like Batman, right? Revenge. Um, after winning trade, I would you know, I'd be feeling myself. I wanted to get in more, right? And I started noticing that many of my trades, and by noticing, I mean tracking as well, many of my trading mistakes came directly after these emotional highs and lows, or I guess emotional spikes on both ends, where I would immediately take action because I'm in this highly emotional state, and boom. So I, my pattern interrupt was music. And I've told you guys a story before, right? I had a playlist, right? I had a playlist. I had about four different songs. I mixed them up. I changed them kind of weekly. But I had songs for like big wins. I had songs for small wins. I had songs for like small losses. I had songs for big losses. And immediately after a trade, I would play the appropriate song. And I would get up. I'd dance. I'd air guitar. I'd rage, whatever, depending on the song. Um, different ones require different actions. And that, that was about a, a three-minute break. And that was my pattern interrupt. After that three-minute break, I, I reset. And I, I put the previous opportunity behind me, right? Short-term memory. I put the previous opportunity behind me. And I only focused on the new opportunity. Right? Now, I'm a little bit more trained than that. Um, being an athlete, uh, particularly in, in football, um, you know, as a wide receiver, you're going to catch some, you're going to miss some balls, right? And I learned the hard way right in front of lots of college scouts, unfortunately, that um, if you drop a ball and then you're still thinking about the last drop, you're going to have more drops in the future. Um, so I had a coach that I, I had, a, I had a, a big game in front of lots of college scouts. This was my breakout game. The, the game plan was to feed me the ball, right? Because they knew the scouts are here. We're going to feed you the ball. We're going to get you, we're going to, this is going to be the scholarship game. And I blew it. I, I dropped like four touchdown passes that game. Because um, I dropped the first one, I got in my head, and I kept dropping the next one. And, and I ended up catching one at the end, but like it was, it was bad. We blew the team out, but selfishly, I was crying on the sideline because I, I blew my scholarship opportunity. Um, so what I thought. And I remember I had a coach talk to me after that game. He talked to me about having a short memory. He's like, look, you got to forget it real quick, man. 
He said, you got five minutes to, to, to be upset and mad at yourself, go punch a wall or something, and then forget about it and reset. Right. As traders, we have to do the same thing. We, we've got to we've got to once you log it in, I, I would say do this. You log it in. If you're someone that logged your trades right away, log it in, play your music. That's your pattern. Interrupt. Get back in the market and reset. But even more specifically for Chris's example, as, as soon as you see yourself getting close to that target level and, and, and you start feeling that emotion. Put the chart down, do something could be music, could be go for a walk. Could be you could watch a, a quick YouTube clip, um, whatever you choose, but something to distract you. And that little distraction, hopefully, right? Hopefully, when you get back to that chart, you're, you're not in that emotional state and you can come back and, and, and think clearly. Because like in Chris's example, when he came back, he was thinking clearly. He was like, oh, man, I made a mistake. All right, let's get back in this trade. Let's try to fix the mistake. And, and, and sometimes trying to fix it makes it worse. But he thought clearly after it was just that 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 period of that emotional spike. So we just have to make it past that like that tough period. If we can make it past that tough period, we're typically good. But it starts with identifying, be able to honestly identify when we feel those emotions getting heightened. And understanding what those emotions are and what actions they typically cause. And, and, and that's going to help with uh, or something that's going to help with that is writing it down. When you see exit it early because of fear, move stops because of greed. Right now you can associate, OK, fear. This is the mistake I'm likely to make. And now you're a little bit more prepared to to deal with it. Um, you guys are talking about biscuits. Let me just read some of these things that are coming through. Um... No confidence in the trade now because I feel like move, that already moves been already made. Steve says, I've trained myself so that if I feel I should leave the chart, I'll go get a biscuit. It helps with trading and I'll deal with the biscuit addiction later. Yeah, it's like me and coffee. <laughs> me and coffee. Someone was making fun of me about coffee the other day when I told him I was addicted. And I'm like, oh, you should blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, I'm a trader, right? I'm in the financial markets. There could be a lot worse things, right? There could be a lot. There could be a lot worse things I could be addicted to. All right. So let me have my coffee. Who cares if I if I don't actually drink it and I just I ground up the beans and put it in a line and snort it. Right. That's my that's my thing. All right. You do you. Let me do me. OK. Don't judge me. I don't judge you. Right. I don't talk about you drinking coffee and, 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 and your teeth getting yellow. Huh. I get a little nose burn, but that's about it. Huh. My teeth are white. So take that. Ha. Feel like we got a little bit too personal here you guys didn't need to know that Dar <laughs> og says an iv works for me <laughs> we talked about productivity earlier right oh i <laughs> i remember we used to go out to the the, the trade empowered offices and they'd be like pots of coffee and OG's got to walk from his office. He's got to go straight to the pot of coffee. You got to pour the pot of coffee. You got to walk all the way back to the office. Right. Right. You know, in that time, we could be missing emails. And as I told you earlier, right, if, if we don't respond to an email in less than 15 seconds, we're going to get yelled at. So OG, he done he done he done hurt himself on purpose. You know, went to the hospital. He stole one of the little little ivy things that follow you around. And before you know it, he's just he's just got the coffee thing hooked up directly to the ivy. No middleman. You don't got to worry about washing cups. Straight to the point. That's that's pro, that's the efficiency we need in trading, guys. I might try that. I, I'm 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 pretty veiny. I've got lovely veins. Oh, gee, I might I might try that. The nose hairs have all burnt off, so that might work. 
Billy says, I thought I was the only coffee snorter. No, maybe we should start a group. <laughs> you know, Facebook has those commercials for those those little groups. Find your group on Facebook. We should start one, start one for uh, coffee snorting. <laughs> coffee snorters anonymous. Oh, and we can come out with our own brand specifically for snorting. That's a niche. Ah, I just read a thing from Daniel Presley this morning. Ah, I don't have my phone on me. Um, gosh, let me see if I can find it on Instagram. It, this this works perfect in in in, in this. Um, to see, I shouldn't have turned off my phone. Um, Daniel Presley. There we go. I shared it this morning. Let me see if I can find it. It said, "If you separate from the market and build your own market, you could generate as much as." You can generate as much money as your market will allow for. Right now, I think bean noses. Yeah, I think we can all agree to coffee. The coffee market is pretty full. There's nothing really, ah, gosh, innovative. I want to say it like Jason now every time. In, in innovative, in, 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 in innovative. I don't know how you guys say it over there in the UK. In, in innovative. Anyway, innovative. Right. <laughs> it gets me every time um, in the coffee business. So let's break away from that coffee market and let's go to nose snorting. We, we can sell the little K-cups as well, right? Just sell little K-cups. We can build like fancy little boxes that people carry around, right? We can make it, we can make it a thing. It's not just, it, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's not just snorting coffee. It's a lifestyle. It, it's, you are better than those coffee drinkers. Those, those cavemen coffee drinking thugs, right? Those Neanderthals. You're not them. You're not walking around with yellow teeth and coffee breath. You're better than that. You're a classy caffeine taker. You're a bean noser. Hoorah! Right? <laughs> we all rally. Bean nosers. Hoorah! You guys ever seen the movie 300 where they're, they're do, 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 do. If you're brand new, welcome to the Q&A. guys enjoyed the podcast as always make sure to give me a follow make sure to give me a like if you're watching this on youtube also check out the free trading content available at www.tier1trading.com